the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, welcome, my friends, to a remarkable Come Together San Diego, two different hours. Each one is going to have a different content. But right now, wait a minute, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere. I No, my uh, producer, Alex Bush, is sitting, nodding his head. He's hurting his neck, nodding his head against me. So my listening friend, we're going to be spending some time right now talking about this season that is approaching, and uh, we're going to give you some uh, highlights of some things that are going on between now and, whoa, you, you know, uh, the Christmas time. And uh, you're going to really appreciate the things that we have to say because the person I am bringing on as my co-host this hour is a man named Randy Rebold. And he's a man who uh, is intimately tied to producing, directing, everything tied to a an out- outreach called the Living Christmas Tree. And we're going to talk about that because, you know, you, you, you're meandering around and, and this this is not going to be a long ways away and something that's going to change the uh, the heart cry of your kids and family. So before I go any further, let me just bring on Randy Rebold. Hey, Randy. Hey, Kaz. Great to be with you tonight. It's a pleasure. So the living Christmas tree is a term that I've been hearing for many, many years, but uh, the things that you're doing about that we want to bring to light today so people can be prepared for the time frame when it will be launching. Why don't you give a brief overview of the who, why, what, where, when, and how of Randy Rebold and what the what your connection with this Living Christmas Tree uh, event is, and then we'll kind of launch out for uh, for the entire hour, giving you an opportunity to cast the vision to our listening audience. Randy Rebold. Well, thanks, thanks, Kaz. Um, I'm honored to be on your show and and to uh, be able to share with your listeners what God is doing. We're actually up at Pine Valley Bible Conference Center, which is in Pine Valley. The camp has been here for 75 years, and we have uh, regular camping schedules, as you would imagine. Uh, churches use our facilities, other Christian organizations. We put on several conferences ourselves every year. But actually, not to be confused with the Living Christmas Tree, years ago, I was the producer and director of the Living Christmas Tree that was held at Skyline Wesleyan Church in yes. Lemon Grove, where Dr. John Maxwell was the senior pastor at the time. And I produced that program for 10 years, and uh, God blessed, and it was a wonderful event. We we had over 30,000 people come to see our performances every year, Yes, and um, and it was terrific. But then God led me a, a different direction, and, and uh, we had a ministry that went into the public schools of our country taking biblical values. Yes. And we impacted with our musical traveling singing teams about 12 million public school students with biblical values over a 14-year period. And so 
God blessed, and we were excited about that. But in 2019, I came to become the executive director here at Pine Valley Bible Conference Center. And um, one of the things uh, that God laid on my heart was a ministry whereby at Christmas time, we could offer our brothers and sisters, as well as the greater San Diego community, an opportunity to come to a safe, fun environment where they could celebrate the Christmas season, see some beautiful lights and uh, computerized water show and hay rides and laser tags and and bounce houses for the kids and s'mores and we've just got so many <laughs> things. But the name of the name of this program is Pine Valley Camp Christmas. So Pine Valley Camp Christmas. In fact, our website is pinevalleycampchristmas.com, and uh, we're going to be running for 25 nights starting this coming weekend, the 19th, of, uh, Friday the 19th is our opening night. And we'll be running 25 nights from that point until the 23rd of December. And it's a destination event. You know, all of us over the years, I'm sure most of your listeners anyway, will hop in the car and, and go to favorite neighborhoods where Christmas oh, yes. lights are displayed. And it's, it's a fun thing to do. Well, we thought, you know what, because I've done that with my family over the years, and it's always fun. But you go and you see the lights and then it's, well, now what do you want to do? Well, let's go get a pizza or let's go, do, you know, let's go get something to eat. So we thought it'd be fun if we had a kind of a one-stop, you know, meets all the needs kind of a uh, opportunity. And so that's what Pine Valley Camp Christmas is all about. You can bring your family, park your car, walk onto the camp. And as I said, we have a, an incredible light show that um, hundreds and, well, thousands, quite literally, of lights computerized to our favorite Christmas songs. And then we have a water show that does a similar thing, only obviously with water. And uh, we have hay rides. We have two hay ride wagons <laughs> and laser tag. And, and uh, we have a sugar shack candy kitchen with uh, cotton candy and what you and I probably would have called penny candy years ago. It's not quite a penny anymore, but uh, lots of variety, bit of honey and, and root beer barrels, all those favorites we loved as kids. And uh, So they're just and coming down from their, their, thing, their uh, uh, Halloween high and just about time to right. restore that high again another time. Yeah, they're going to need a <laughs> refill, right? But uh, then, then we have, a, a, we have a, a big circus tent we bought that uh, will house our bounce houses for the kids and face painting and um, crafts for the kids. It's, it's really a family event. Yes. And it's from 530 to 945. So you come, you spend a few hours and, and start the season off. Yes. You know, it's going to be really, really terrific. I agree. Randy, one of the things, you know, I was just contemplating on this and it's people are a little apprehensive to go out because you don't know what you're going to be faced with when you go out sometimes. It's really nice to know right. that this is a supervised uh, venue, but also it's, uh, you know, led by believers, and uh, they're taking every uh, every intent to make sure that it is, you, you call it a safe uh, and fun environment. And, and a lot of people go, you know, we can't do Christmas like we've done before. Well, this is an opportunity exactly. to actually gather up, you know, um, uh, the family and friends and, and uh, in your, it could be a church bus or it could be your van or whatever and just load them on in there and uh, get ready to have just a blast and you're doing this from november 19th for 25 uh evenings through december 23rd a remarkable we've got about three minutes left in this segment what am i lacking here 
you're not my guest. Well, I told you you're not my guest. You're my co-host. So, because you've produced okay. a few, few of these things as well. So, co-host, where would you like to go in the next three minutes? Well, the, I wanted to make sure your listeners knew that. So, we do believe in in the fun and the joy of Christmas. We also realize there's a very serious side of Christmas, and this was God sending His Son to yes. Earth in order that he might redeem man. And we, we of course, know that the Christmas story is is the beginning that ultimately leads to the cross. Yes, yes, yes. And as people as people go to exit, we have a, a pathway that they have to follow to get back to their car. And we have the Christmas story in written stations as they walk, and then they end up at a beautiful manger scene, oh. which is probably one of the largest manger scenes in San Diego County. It's spectacular. It's just beautiful. And then as they leave that, they uh, there's a sign that, that beautifully says the many names of Jesus. And as oh you walk towards your car, you see the words Messiah, Savior, <laughs> King of Kings, Wonderful Counselor. And then all of that leads to a cross. And the last sign that folks will see is, but the story didn't end at the manger. Ooh. Behold, he is risen, as he said, yes. Jesus Christ, our Lord. So that's that's the payoff. You know, oh, we it. want people to come up and have a good time, but we want them to be reminded of the true meaning of Christmas. That's right. Hey, hey my listening friend, here's a thought, too. Bring some uh, quasi-almost-saved people with you or some other neighbors and just say, we're doing a deal. It's going to blow your mind. You're going to have fun. And uh, you, you may be surprised how many questions they give you that opens the door for the salvation message. Uh, just a thought. So, Randy, we've got about uh, one minute left in this okay, segment. Then- then let me give you let me give you one more minute worth of news. <laughs> See this this man. By the way, uh, Emmy Award winner. He he knows how to play the clock. So, mm-hmm. but I, but I just but it just <laughs> took ten seconds out of your last minute. Sorry about that, Randy. That's okay. As they leave to go back to their car, the last thing they'll receive a gift bag from us, and there'll be some candy canes and some brochures about the camp and some flyers about Camp Christmas that they can give their family and friends. But there will also be a gospel track telling people how they can come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Oh, my. I, I love that. And he, the guy was right on the money on the, on the clock as far as finishing what he had to say. My listening friend, we're going to be coming right back because Randy's here with me to the top of the next hour. And he's got so many more things to share with you, but also what this is going to look like. You know, I haven't had a chance to see some of these things in advance. I'm going, whoa, that's amazing. And the hayride thing and the jumpy jumpies (laughs) and the food. Are you kidding me? We're going to talk more about that when Randy Rebold and Kaz and the Pine Valley Camp Christmas story unfolding when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends. He's saying it's too early to talk about Christmas. Not really, because the festivities begin soon. In fact, as early as November 19th. And they go until the 23rd of December because the frivolity, the the excitement, um, it, 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 you need a, a long period of time so people have an opportunity to, to take, in, take it in. So this event is called uh, Camp Christmas. It's called the Pine Valley uh, Camp Christmas Conference Center. 
uh, and you can find out more about it. We're, in fact, you don't need to go anyplace right now. R- Randy Rebo, my, my co-host, is going to be able to tell you, you know, website information. But Randy, uh, when you're, you're talking about things like hay rides and uh, laser tag, but also all the visuals that they're going to be seeing uh, that uh, captivate the heart and spirit of Christmas is absolutely remarkable. And uh, one of the things that uh, uh, that is noted here that I want to bring to my listeners, our listeners' attention, that is, it's uh, done on behalf of the Child Abuse Prevention Foundation, and uh, funds go there. I'm going to hand the baton to you, co-host Randy Rebold. Thank you, Kaz. When when we decided that we wanted to do Camp Christmas, you know, we've all gone through a, a hard almost two years with the uh, COVID situation. And and then there are things happening in our country that just, um, well, I'm, I'm on the, the back nine, okay, of my life. I've got fewer years ahead <laughs> of me than I do behind me. But, um, you know, America has changed. It's a, it's a different kind of a country than what I grew up in. Oh, it is. And there aren't, there aren't a whole lot of of places that, that people can take their families and, and be confident that it's going to be safe and that um, it's going to be done with excellence. You know, um, sometimes, um, you know, sometimes I think uh, we as believers, we, I, I think we need to be careful that when we're doing something that is reaching our community, it needs to be done with excellence Yes, because we have an excellent God. And God deserves and demands, I believe, our very, very best as we are to do what we do as unto him. Yes. And so so years ago, what, what you're referring to is years ago, we did a benefit performance of the Living Christmas Tree on behalf of the Child Abuse Prevention Foundation. Mm-hmm. This program is not uh, part of that. But um, what, what our proceeds will go towards uh, here at the camp is future buildings here at the camp. We uh, desire, we can currently run about 350 people a week here at the Pine Valley Bible Conference Center, and we'd like to see that camp grow to about 500. So we want to add an additional 150 seats in the dining hall. We need to build some new dorms, and um, this is a a means by which we can, um, you know, generate some additional funds to help us do those very things. And, um, of course, buildings and, and expanded dining halls mean people sitting in the seats that can come and hear about Christ. Oh, absolutely. And so that's, that's the purpose behind the, the dream of expansion. Um, you know, Hume Lake Christian Camp, which is such a phenomenal camp, that's where I got saved when I was 15. As a young teenager, John MacArthur was speaking, and I came to Christ. And it was a marvelous experience. So they they have about two thousand campers a week, and they're up above the high Sierras, above Fresno. Yes. Well, we're we're not in competition with Hume Lake. We we again do three fifty now. We want to grow to about five hundred. And the ministry of Camp Christmas, again for people who may have just tuned in, our website is pinevalleycampchristmas.com, and um, we just want to bring uh, the light of Christ to the greater San Diego community. To an event that will be fun, inspiring, um, motivational, Lord willing, and uh, safe for children to be able to come. You don't have to have any fear uh, to bring your children uh, and be afraid of what they might see or what they might hear. They're going to hear uh, traditional Christmas music. We even have, this is kind of fun, Chad, 
we have a talking Christmas tree, okay? And the talking Christmas tree's name for the children is Sappy. And <laughs> Sappy will actually communicate to the kids, and we'll have a, a way, a means by where uh, parents can write down things about their children and get it to our vocal artist, who will then talk through the Christmas tree to the children and they'll be amazed that he knows so much about them. <laughs> and so we're, we're really looking forward to Sappy uh, having uh, fun with all the kids when they come to Camp Christmas. Oh, my, my. And so, so many other different venues there. It's kind of like you, ha- you might have to, um, uh, what do I want to say, uh, administer your time wisely in a place like that. Because, of course, you can keep going, going back and going back. As well, I mean, because you know, it's not that really a long that long of a drive from San Diego proper uh, there, and it's uh, certainly you can make an entire, uh, you know, a, a, one entire visit, but you probably will not see everything. So, what do you recommend to people that are writing this on their calendar, to saying, "Go there, go well, there"? Where should I, they constantly? I would suggest. I, I do want to say that um, as it pertains to the November schedule, it is. For some people, they may be thinking it's early, but we all know Christmas will be here tomorrow. <laughs> and um, on this opening weekend, the 19th, 20th, and 21st, which is this coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, there's a discount. Our our admission price is $15 for adults, and that's 16 and older. But for this opening weekend, it's only $13. We're discounting it uh, as an incentive for folks to come out and save a few bucks. But also, there's something that's fun about being a part of something that's new and being able to say, we were there the first weekend. We were there when it first opened. And the other thing, our, our biggest challenge, I have no problem telling your listeners, our biggest challenge is because this is our first year, not many people know we're here. So we're, we're excited about the people who come the first weekend because in that gift bag I mentioned in the last segment, along with some brochures and things, just information about the camp, some candy canes, uh, those kinds of things. We're also going to be providing them with two or three flyers about Camp Christmas because it's our belief that once people come, they're going to go drive back home and be so excited about what they got to be a part of that they're going to want to share it with their family and friends. Yes. So we're giving them materials to do just that. But the main source of information, again, is on our website, which is PineValleyCampChristmas.com. You know, I love uh, it. You're right. It's about about a 30-minute drive from downtown San Diego, maybe a little more depending on traffic. And, of course, it's closer if you live in El Cajon. We're just about 10 minutes past Alpine on exit 45 off of the Interstate 8, and we're right off the freeway, two and a half miles right off the freeway. So it's easy to get to. And by the way, we're at 4,000, uh, elevation is 4,000 feet. So when you come, you want to wear a good coat and maybe <laughs> yes, bring some yes, gloves yes. and a nice hat. Because it's if you've never been here, and many people haven't, they oftentimes say once being here, I had no idea there was something this beautiful with the pine trees and the oh, yes. and the starry sky. Starry skies. I had no idea there was something this close. You don't you don't know what starry skies mean when you're in the city compared to being out like that where the the air and the sky are pristine. It's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. You know, I was thinking when you were talking about this, I was making notes, and then you used the example of coming early so that you can 
take note of all the things so that when you go back, you can bring other people with you and you will have some handout materials that are made available there at the location. But I was just writing myself a note. It says, I said, Moses and, and the 12 tribes being sent out to spy out the land. So think of yourself <laughs> as, you know, some of the tribes of Israel going out and spying out this wonderful, wonderful land that's called the Pine Valley uh, Conference Center and the uh, Camp Christmas. You you will be amazed, but go with an ulterior motive that you're going to be able to say, oh, you know, Sally would love this. Uh, Bob would love this and their kids would go crazy over here at these things and then make, you know, you might, you may become a fixture there by showing up so often, but that would be a good thing. Wouldn't it, Randy? Well, it, it would. And and we believe that as the years go by, this will become a family tradition uh, for many people because there really isn't anything really quite like this. Del Mar Fair does a great drive through light extravaganza and it's wonderful. Yep. Uh, but you drive through, and again, it's now what do you want to do? So uh, ours is different. Um, I, I think we should support all of the Christmas programs that are going on in our county, but this is going to be new and unique, and um, we're we're extremely excited about the ministry opportunity. And you know, I shared with you as people leave, they'll they'll see from right from scripture the uh, Christmas story. And, um, you know, as, as in recent years, we, I think we all have to admit that, especially in our secular uh, television world, the, the Christmas movies have become more and more about relationships and, yes. and Santa Claus and different things and less and less about the true meaning of Christmas. Boy, that's and right. so the one thing God said would never return void was his word. Come and on, we're going to have his word sharing right from the scripture I of the beautiful birth of Christ. Thank you. We're, we're with my... Uh co-host uh, for this hour, Randy Rebold. He's a video producer and award winner, in fact. Uh, I've known him and known of him for quite a long time, especially because he and my business partner are very, very good friends, and they're both uh, excellent uh, producers. So uh, I- I've known about him for a long time, and his reputation is excellent, but the he, that's because of the, the excellence that he participates in. So my listening friend, it's time for us to take a break. Randy, I want to talk about some of the different venues and events there because I want people to get a taste of what they'll see and experience when they uh, stroll on up to the uh, Pine Valley area very soon. So, Randy, stay with me, and Randy and I will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego. The live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Well, welcome back, my friends. And we're talking about uh, uh, Christmas festivities happening soon in a place near you. That place near you is a place called Pine Valley Bible Conference Center. And it's called the Pine Valley Camp Christmas. PineValleyCampChristmas.com. My co-host for this entire hour is a man named Randy Rebold, and a remarkable guy, and he is kind of overseeing this in many, many ways. He's been, he's much of his life is invested in the uh, Pine Valley Bible Conference Center these days, and he's a minister of the gospel. But in, you know that's that's kind of what he also does when he does his video productions and other things like that. You can't take you know you can't take the Christian out of uh, out of his life and lifestyle. 
And so, Randy, I'm going to hand it back to you because, I, you know, I'm just seeing a bunch of people coming up there and they see so many, so many things. What would you recommend? Let's say you have uh, a, a troop of uh, children that are maybe mm, just preteen and that, that uh, a group of people up there. What, what kind of thing is going to be of interest to those kind of people? Well, what we've done, Kaz, is we've tried to schedule things uh, on the hour so people can, if they stay one hour, they know that they can come the next hour and see it. For yes. example, on the hour at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and 9 o'clock, we will do our light show that's on 25 different pine trees, all kind of situated together, and the, the strings of lights are covering them. And again, they're programmed to to, to the computer and to oh music, my. and they so they come alive on the hour. Well, on the half hour at six thirty and seven thirty and eight thirty and nine thirty, we have our dancing water show, and so we'll do a couple of songs with uh, the dancing waters and the lights and the music, and you know it's all computerized. It's fantastic, and so uh, when when our guests arrive, they will be given a map of the camp and they'll be given a schedule so they can say, Oh, we want to go on the hayride, say at six o'clock or at seven thirty. I mean, they can pick their time and um, they just simply go to a, a um, place where we have the tickets available. Now the hayrides are free, but you have, we can only take 30 people on a wagon and we have two wagons. So we can do 60 people at a time for a hayride. And the hayride, by the way, is not just, a, you know, around some small corner. It's a 30-minute round-trip hayride oh complete with complete with music, uh, pre-recorded music, and, and it'll be Christmas music, of course, as they go out and enjoy the beautiful um, uh, campground area as well as the surrounding forest. The Cleveland National Forest is where we're located. So um, it's, it's quite an exciting thing. By the way, our hayride wagons, when I first got here, I thought, okay, what, what don't we have here at the camp that we could have? Oh my. And the hayrides was one of it. And so I thought we would be getting our hayride wagons from, you know, Irvine or something, you know, hayrides sure. or us or something. <laughs> and I found out that there is no such place. And we actually got our hayride wagons from P- Pennsylvania and the Amish oh people my. built these hayride wagons and we had them shipped out here. So, so we're, we're good to go. We've got two beautiful tractors that pull the wagons and, um, and that'll be fun for, for all family, quite frankly, for mom, dad, and grandma and grandpa and the kids. Oh yes, but yes, for, yes. Um, there really is time to do everything. I mean, if, if people can be here for more than an hour, uh, <laughs> they can see everything. They can meet Sappy. They can go to our snack bar. We have a complete snack bar for those who want to plan on having dinner up here as part of their evening. And we serve, of course, hamburgers and hot dogs and chicken strips and fried shrimp and and all the onion rings and French fries and all of that. We also have a wonderful coffee shop. Our coffee shop, uh, it'll give Starbucks a run for its money. We've got all the flavored coffees and the different mochas and you name it, we sell it. And then we have a, a beautiful gift store for those who would like to buy some kind of a souvenir of their time being with us. But again, the uh, you can't miss the the Christmas story because you have to you have to go by the Christmas story as you exit to go back to your car. Oh my. And the beautiful manger scene that I mentioned to you, there there's actually a place we ordered. It's the name of the company. It's called Big Nativity. Big, <laughs> and um, it is Nativities are us. <laughs> six foot ten, and so it's it's really a very very impressive and moving. 
uh, depiction of that first Christmas time. So oh, yes. there's there's something for everybody and really time for everybody to see everything if they'll spend two, three hours, uh, which, of course, they can if they get here when we open. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I, I'm just thinking about uh, this group, the, the troop that's going to be going early on to uh, spy out the land that, like we've mentioned before, one of the things that, you know, I, I know what their neighbors might be like and, and, and people that are in their church. There may be the, the purists among them that say, you know, this isn't really Christ's birthday. A lot of people think maybe in, in early April or many people think it might be in September or whatever. The point of the matter is this is a, a place where you can draw attention to the purpose of Christmas, not necessarily the day. And I, I, I'm just going to quickly read a scripture that I was praying about before the show and it talks about in, in, in chapter 14 of Romans, it says, One man esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Uh, he that regardeth one day regards it unto the Lord, and he that does not regard one day does so unto the Lord as well. So the point of the matter is, as you said, Randy, it's something for everyone, and you don't have to, you know, don't worry about the, you know, exactly the birthday of, of Jesus. Be concerned about the purpose behind his birth, his life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. So uh, we've got about three or four minutes in this segment. Randy, where, where would you like to take it now? Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that, Kaz. You know, um, Back in the day when I was doing the Skyline uh, Christmas production, yes. we when I produced that show, it was a two-hour program, but the first half was secular in nature. And we did it in our church. When I say secular, we sang White Christmas. We sang Jingle Bells. Um, you know, we sang It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. We didn't We didn't pretend there wasn't a secular side to Christmas. And my philosophy was, if we could bring people into our church, and we were running about 3,000 members at the time, yes. but 30,000 were coming to our program. So the vast majority <laughs> yes. were not Skyline people. And my philosophy was, you know, if you can win people over on the front end, you know, you don't hit them over That's the good. head with the Bible when they come in. You win them over, and then at the when you turn the corner— and start sharing the true Christmas message and the and the meaning of Christmas. They're they're comfortable. They are receptive. They know that um, you know you're you're their friend and and they're your friend. And we had so many people come to Christ as a result of that approach. Now I'm not saying people take another approach or wrong. I'm just saying that's my philosophy of trying to reach a lost world. And that's we're doing a similar thing here at Camp Christmas. We want people to come and enjoy the hayride. You say, you know, what's what's spiritual on a hayride? Nothing. But it's fun. <laughs> and it's something that a family can do. But again, when they go to leave, they're going to be confronted with the birth of Christ. Oh, my. Yes. And where else in San Diego can they go and have that confrontation, you know, in a, in a secular environment? It's it's kind of hard to find. Yes, it is. And so, so your Christian listeners, they can feel comfortable of bringing their lost friends yes. to this venue— knowing they're going to have a good time, but knowing also that the gospel will be available to these people in a loving, caring, first-class way, and a non-offensive, non-destructive you know, thing. It's just beautiful of how Christ gets honored in this method that we're using. And I, I hope that my brothers and sisters across the county will take ownership of this and say, you know what? This isn't Pine Valley Camp Christmas's program. This is God's program, oh, and we share it. 
I love we it. share in it. You know, every every place you turn, I can just tell right now, every place you turn, there is a a, a comment starter. So if you have people, you know, you're not you don't have to arm twist. That you, you you can show them different things and. The, some of those things can they can go, you know, what about this or what about that? And all of a sudden, they are open opportunities for you to share the heart and life and lifestyle and purpose behind our risen Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely. We've, we've got about Absolutely. a minute here. here, here I, I tell my, my listening friends that you are a producer and you know the value of 30, 60, uh, 10 seconds, 30, 60 uh, sure. seconds and things like that. So within this last 60 seconds of this this. Uh, uh, segment. Why don't you include the ad, the email, the not the email address, the website, and also remind them of the special discount available. And now I've taken yeah. five okay. seconds of your sixty seconds. That's okay. Pine Valley Camp Christmas dot com. If you'll say it verbally, you'll remember it. Pine Valley. That's where we're located. Camp Christmas dot com. And there you'll find all the dates and the costs to get in. And and we believe we priced it at a very very fair price. Uh, and and so just about everybody can come without any problems. And on the 19th, 20th, and 21st, you can get in for $2 less, all the adult ticket prices, as we're doing that as an incentive to get our friends to come out and then help spread the word. And you can take you can take pictures and everything like that while you're there and uh, show them off, I'm sure. Absolutely. We actually <laughs> have five photo ops for that very thing. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. My listening friend, there you go, Pine Valley Bible Conference Center and the Pine Valley Camp Christmas.com. Randy Rebold and I are going to talk more about it as we draw close to the first hour when we come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it at 866 577 2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on KPraise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, welcome back, my friends. Exciting! You know, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It really is, actually. You know, you can't. You can, these stores are actually starting the decorations mega early. I, I mean, it's amazing. But you don't need to deal with those uh, mega early uh, uh, decorations. You can go to a place that's showing off Christmas and the spirit behind Christmas right now. And so my co-host with me this hour, which is now waning, is Randy Rebold. And we're talking about the Pine Valley Bible Conference Center. And the venue is called PineValleyCampChristmas.com. Now, Randy, you're a producer, so you, and you write programs and shows and things like that. So generally in the closing, waning moments of a show, you kind of do summaries and things like that, and then you give the closing invitation. It kind of reminds me, as you said, as you walk through this venue, at the close of the venue, you get all the reminders about Jesus and what he has done and what he is doing even now as they walk through. So I'm going to invite you, uh, my uh, co co-host to um, do the same thing. Walk us through a reminder of everything that people are going to be seeing. And I'm going to allow you to end this with, you know, website information and everything else. You know that doing this, I mean, you're at the typewriter writing scripts almost daily. Randy Rebold. Thank you, Kaz. You're welcome. You know, I enjoy 
listening to your program and so much of what KPRZ has to offer over the years. I've had the privilege of knowing some tremendous Christian leaders and and pastors. I was saved, as I mentioned earlier, uh, John MacArthur was speaking. Yes. Um, I graduated from Liberty University and had the privilege of being ordained and on staff with Dr. Jerry Falwell. Um, and then in the early 80s, I got to be David Jeremiah's uh, executive assistant for six years. And then from there, I went over to Skyline and was with John Maxwell for 10 years. And that's when we did the Living Christmas Tree. And then God opened up the, the ministry for me. And I have lived my life. And Tim LaHaye also was a tremendous mentor of mine, tremendous friend. I had the privilege of being with Dr. LaHaye on his deathbed the night before he died. Right. And um, he uh, he was just a tremendous man of God. But as a result of, of being with those men of faith and, and seeing their example, uh, I have learned so much, and it's humble, it's humbling for me to think of, of how God has blessed me with the men of God and women of God that he's allowed me to be associated with and know. Yes. I had the privilege of doing several Franklin Graham crusades uh, back in his early ministry days. And um, so it's, it's been wonderful. But as I, as I look back on my life now, and, and I know that there, have to, there has to be listeners who would agree with me on this, we know that time is short, whether or not it's short because I don't have much life left or whether or not it's short because Christ will soon be coming back. Preach it. If, if, if we're going to make a difference in the lives of those we love, we have to do it now. We can't wait another year. We can't wait for another time. And I am hoping that all of those who are listening tonight who are brothers and sisters will say, you know, here's an evangelistic outreach ministry that God is raising up, that we can be a part of, and we can bring our lost friends in a in a very non-confrontive way, very loving way, for a fun evening that they'll talk about for a long, long time. <laughs> yes, they most important, most importantly, they'll hear the Christmas story and the finished work of the cross. And I just want to make sure that when I stand before the Lord, I've done everything I can. I don't want to leave this place knowing that there were people that I hadn't shared with. And if your listeners are anything like me, we sometimes we need help. And, and we know that we, we can invite people to come to church, and sometimes they will come, but many times they won't yes. uh, for whatever reason. Uh, it, you know, we could list all kinds of reasons why people won't go to church, but they would come to an event like this. Yes. So I want to ask you to, to join with us in prayer, uh, pinevalleycampchristmas.com. It's not, it, yes, it is an event, but it's an event with a purpose. Um, it's, it's not just to put on a show or, or because we needed something else to do. It's to spread the word of God and the love of Christ uh, through the Christmas holiday season. And quite frankly, if nobody comes, then that, that message won't be heard. Yes. So your listeners have a role to play. Um, they can bring their friends and their family members who need the Lord. And as you said earlier, Kaz, this can really be a prompt to people to talk about spiritual things. Absolutely. And um, in our world today, we need every tool that we we have in our arsenal to win the loss for Christ. You know, I listened so, in on a lot again, of, uh, forgive me, Randy, I listened in on a lot of conversations, and a lot of people are saying, Randy, but what can I do? I'm just me, you know, I, what, what can I do? One of the things that you can do is put people into an environment that is uh, gospel-friendly, basically, and uh, let them ask questions. You know, you may not 
feel like you've got a three-point sermon or something like that, but you may be able to, you know, uh, encourage somebody with just a word or a lifestyle ministry. And these people that you're bringing, they already know a little bit about you. And so your lifestyle and the things that you show them and the things that are going to be presented at this environment are going to set the stage that they may be asking questions from this point forth, even uh, throughout your friendship. So this could be the uh, pivotal place for you to take these friends that you've been hoping they got the picture and they may not have quite gotten the picture as a little bit out of focus, bring them with you or bring them your second or third or fourth time through and then uh, watch what happens. You will be amazed how evangelistic you just might be. We've got about three yeah. minutes or so. Randy, where do you want to take this? Well, I just, again, it's such an honor to be on the program and to be able to share about what God's doing here in this place. God's doing some wonderful things sure throughout is. our world and we just don't want to miss it. And for here in San Diego County, you know, this is our, corner of the world. This is our place that God's called us to. And so we're thrilled to be able to share it. Uh, this property is his, this program is his. And, you know, one last time, I know we hear websites all the time, but ladies and gentlemen, it's the best <laughs> place to go in order to find out about this ministry. And again, it's simply pinevalleycampchristmas.com. And we hope that uh, you'll be able to come up and, and experience yourself for your family, your grandkids, your children. But especially for those who may not know the Lord, because this could be, as Chaz just said, as Kaz just said, this could be the door that opens up their heart that the Holy Spirit, who don't forget, he's working all the time, exactly, uh, can, can bring these people to a saving knowledge of Christ. And that's what we're praying for. That's right. You know, we could mention this little specifics, the enticements like hay rides and uh, jumping. What do you call those jumping things that you... Bounce houses. Bounce houses uh, and... Does anybody say the word food? Can anybody say the word coffee oh, and things like food, that? I mean, so much going on and, and, and light shows and water shows. Please. <laughs> so, my listening friend, I really encourage you to make a, little, make a little trip with your fingers on your keyboard right now and put in Pine Valley Camp Chris, uh, Christmas.com and kind of peruse that. And here, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Ask Holy Spirit how he wants to have you use this as a ministry tool, not only for your kids, but the kids of the neighborhood or those whom you know, and their parents or other ne- next door neighbors or other neighbors or the person you, uh, you know, uh, you pay money to at the grocery store, whatever, whatever it is, just see what happens. Many of these people aren't doing a thing during this time frame, and your invitation will really trigger uh, God's heart through you. So uh, one more time, you've got my, my producer, director, friend, 60 seconds to close it down for the first hour of Come Together San Diego. I'm going to be seeing you very soon, Randy, because I'm, I'm going to be coming up there. But uh, you, you can get even with me at that point. Randy Rebold. Okay. <laughs> Kath, it's been great being with you. The greatest story ever told was God sending his son to earth in order to redeem us and bring us back to himself. And that's what this season's all about. And that's what we're going to be working on. We appreciate all your prayers and support. Thank you for allowing us to share. Yes, yes, yes. Well, my listening friend, thank you, Randy Rebold, for joining us for this first hour. Invigorating, invigorating invigorating. I know many people, on if they were around today, it doesn't look like Christmas when it's 80 plus degrees, you know, and, you know, 
but it really, you know, we're in Southern California, and one place you can really get a flavor for what's going on with the Christmas feeling is up in Pine Valley, Pine Valley Bible Conference Center and the Pine Valley Camp Christmas.com. Randy and my listening friend, it's such a joy to have you both with us for the first hour. So, Randy, I'm going to let you go, and my listening friend, get ready for a remarkable second hour. I've got uh, our co-host and guests in the studio for this as well. My longtime producer friend, Alex Bush, he comes to me and he says, I've got an idea. And I says, and he says, well, why don't you bring these people on? And I go, no, why don't you? <laughs> so we're going to be talking about that. It's a remarkable couple and it's a remar- mar- remarkable topic. One extraordinary marriage. And uh, if you are, are married or getting married or know people that are <laughs> kind of a broad topic, we want you to join us for the next hour. Again, I want to thank Randy Rebold and uh, and the Pine Valley Bible Conference Center and the festivities up there. My listening friend, we will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, my friends, welcome to a brand new hour, a brand new topic on Come Together San Diego, but it is not a topic that's very far removed from who you are and who you know. We're going to be talking about the power of marriage and the dangers of misapplying marriage, no doubt, but also we're going to talk about a brand new book and the people. When I say we, I'm including my my co-producer, and his name is Alex Bush, and Alex came to me and said, I have this neat couple, a neat book, and why don't you bring them on the air? And Absolutely. I said, and I said, no, Alex, why don't you bring yeah, them on okay. the air? Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, here they are. We're uh, here in the studio with Tony and Elisa DeLorenzo of One Extraordinary Marriage. Now, I'm fine if I'm going to be talking about a topic. I want to be the most ignorant person in the room on a particular subject because you just celebrated 25 years. Yes, did. we did. Yeah. 25 years. Yeah. Blissful marriage. That's fantastic. <laughs> Kaz has been married since not quite Vietnam, but I know his. <laughs> yeah, seven 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 seven. And wow. I'm, speaking of the number seven, yep. I'm about ready to hit my seven year anniversary on Monday. Wow! Congratulations! So, fanta- yeah, thank you so much. So, but one extraordinary marriage. What? What was the? Does, how what was it? How did you come up with the name One Extraordinary Marriage? There is there's two parts of One Extraordinary Marriage. One in the Bible, the two shall become one. Yes, that that yeah. was. The first part. And we thought about that and we were like, what do we want that to be in our own marriage? And we want it to be extraordinary. God has called us to have these extraordinary lives, yes. live them fully for him. And as we came and decided on that, it was one extraordinary marriage. But the, the deeper part of it as well is as we began the one extraordinary marriage show, we always yeah. realized that there was one couple we needed to touch. Mm-hmm. And so the two parts of it is that the two become one and What's that? Who's that couple? What's that? Where are they at right now? And how do we get behind the microphones each and every week and touch yeah. that one couple right. with encouragement mm-hmm. and hope? That's right. The, the the audience of one. We as Christians, we we believe in the audience of one is the Lord Himself, and so mm-hmm. everything we do. But it's also an audience of one with whom you're speaking uh, on the topic of having yeah. an extraordinary marriage. It's the person that has the listening ear right there, and it, they need to think that this is exactly and perfectly exclusively. 
for them. So, sorry, Alex, yeah. I didn't mean to that's, cut into your that's interview. No, that's, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, I can I, I can leave the studio now. I'm done. My yes, job yeah. was that. Yeah. You're finished. No, so it, yeah, it's all the way there in Genesis. And speaking of Genesis, what was the Genesis? See what I did there. Mm, very nice. What sparked this creation? It was actually the dysfunction in our own marriage. Um, oh. You know, we we found ourselves at a place. Gosh, back in 2000, 2005, mm. eight, 2008, 2008, where we were. We were barely hanging on. We were living as roommates, and, and our kids were little, and we were in the trenches raising kids, and we weren't in a good place. And we realized at that point in time that we really had three options. You know, take the easy way out, get divorced right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just cut the ties, um, suck it up for the next—our baby was two at the time, so for the next 16 years, we'd just kind of be tolerating <laughs> yeah, one another, yeah, yeah. which oh, sounded oh, miserable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or we—you know, option number three, behind door number three, was let's get radical. Yes. Let's let's see if there's a different way to actually do marriage. And that's really where we went from there. Yeah. And that was at year 11. And so 14 years now of just being yeah. radical about our marriage. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes. You got you got to be. So so you're you're just read a lifeline here. And so you're like, we got to We got to do something. We've got to. Was there some kind of a book that you read? To like we we've got to we got to start something here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we were we were about to lead a small group study at our church, and I remember just Elisa and I going, all right, I want to do something different. I want to do something radical, and yeah. I want to talk about sexual intimacy within the church, within this group, and so she comes to me, and I'm talking on the phone with her, and she goes, well, if you can find me a book on that, we can do it in, <laughs> with our group. I'm like, fine. I'm like, I went to the nearest Christian bookstore, and I just started perusing the, the aisles mm-hmm. and we found this amazing book or I found this amazing book called intimacy ignited. And that was really the catalyst because we were in this, we were in this group of other married couples and we realized that a lot of people weren't talking about sexual intimacy, that communication. And, and there were these areas of marriage that just weren't being talked about. And so we said, you know, we've got to do life differently. We've got to make our marriage a priority again, because what had happened in those early years is that we had actually focused so much on business and so much on our children mm that we weren't focusing on our marriage and we were actually yeah. operating out of a deficit. Yeah. And there's something to be said about, it makes me think of when you're, when you're on a plane and you lose cabin pressure, the oxygen mask drop, drop, and they tell you to put your mask on first. It's not so that it's not out of selfishness. It's if your brain gets starved of oxygen, you're not going to be able to perform the most complex ta- or simplest tasks, mm-hmm. let alone helping somebody else out. Right. So I, I heard I heard somebody say one time about, oh, yeah, they got tattoo of their kids. And it's like instead of family, have marriage tattoo on there because there's something to be said about putting your marriage. For, even as weird as it sounds before your kids, because if you as a couple were broke, busted and disgusted, you're not going to be of any use to anybody else. And just like on a plane, if you can't do the simplest of tasks, you're not going to be able to be of assistance to anybody else. hundred percent. And we actually have to model for our children what healthy marriage looks right. like. Because if we don't, then our kids will be in a place where it's just dysfunction going Absolutely. generation after generation. Yes. Oh, man. My uh, listening friend, when I want to, you're listening to voices that you may not identify as Kaz, and that's okay because <laughs> one of the things I do, and by the way, this is for you too, my listening friend, the whole idea of Come Together San Diego is to give an, an avenue, an opportunity for those of you that are believers that have a topic, you know, find me on Facebook and, or communicate with me in some way and say, you know, I've got this great idea. I might just say, as I said to my producer 
Alex, it's a great idea. Come on and host it with me. Mm-hmm. And so the, the whole idea is is to expand the the vision for God's kids. We're obligated to be God's kids, listen and obey. Marriage is one of the vital, vital topics, but there are so many more. So as you listen to this interview conducted by uh, Alex Bush um, with uh, Tony and Alisa uh, <laughs> Di Lorenzo, I want you to be thinking about yourself as well. This may be an inspiration not only for you in a marriage, but also for you to get out there and do what you've been called to do and be whom you've been called to be, Alex. Can, I say, so- can I say something to that, though, Kaz? Okay. I, I, no, no, and I, and I love that because, you know what, when Elise and I started One Extraordinary Marriage, we, took out a, we, we stepped out in faith. Yes. We didn't know if anybody was going was gonna to hear us. And so when we did step out, it was something that we didn't know where we were going to go, but we knew God had called us to just keep going at it. Yes. And it's been 12 years now. I love it. And for us to be where we are, it's because of God just blessing us and opening doors and sometimes shutting doors mm-hmm. so that way we could reach others. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we've got a lot of things going on in this hour. What are we going yeah, to be looking do. for? you got about two minutes. Uh, Plenty. Yeah, I, I say, I, one of the things I, that I love and, and appreciate about the two of you is it, it, <laughs> there seems to be this— it's either in the evangelical circles, sex, specifically sex. We talk about relationships, but we tend to leave sex out of there. It's either not talked about at all, mm-hmm. or it's talked about in a way where they're try- they're trying to be provocative. Yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, and you've you've mm-hmm. heard you've heard people the sermons, and, and I won't go into all that, but but you you have you have the pendulum right in the center to where it's it's discuss- it's talked about in a way that it's not it's not being provocative it's just presenting facts it's pro- mm-hmm. pro- providing details mm-hmm. and hey this is the stuff that we need to talk as, as a matter of factly we need yeah. to we need to be talking about all this stuff oh absolutely you know as i read through the bible the bible doesn't pull things uh, away i mean it, there there's some nuances in the bible that they're between the eyes i mean between the eyes you know god goes i need to tell you like it is and right. so and marriage is the same way and if you're honest and transparent and vulnerable yourself, much ground can be covered. My listening friend, we're going to take a break, and then my co-producer, co-host. What, co-whatever. <laughs> co, co, yeah. Coconut. <laughs> Coconut. And I are going to be back, and we're going to introduce you further to the, uh, to the book, The Writings, and the Heart Cry of Marriage. And uh, it's this podcast uh, show, isn't it, that yes. you do, is, and it's called... A one extraordinary, one extraordinary marriage. marriage. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're going to talk more about that. My listening friend, get ready. Get your notebook handy because you're going to be getting some heavy revies and some fun stuff as well when Alex and Alisa and Tony and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Welcome back to an engaging topic. You know, that's kind of a humorous, I, I didn't realize I made a joke there, but um, engagement has to do I with like being it. married. Thank you, Elisa. <laughs> so I would call it an engaging topic because it's talking about uh, marriage and how to improve what you got or mm-hmm. be prepared as you enter into the uh, it's a very important investment. Uh, marriage is remarkable. My uh, producer, Alex Bush, has also become the 
co-host for this show because it was his big idea to bring these people on, Tony and Alisa DiLorenzo, and the topic of marriage. So, you know, one of the things I like to do is to hand the baton off to you, uh, Alex Bush, and uh, continue your interview and put up with him (laughs) as much as you can. He's learning. As My listening friend will go, are you kidding me? He's got a better radio voice than you do, Kaz. (laughs) That's probably so. Okay, Alex, show up. Well, it's just like you said, Kaz. I had a good idea, which happens from time to time. I think the last one I had was back in 2007, something like that. No, that's not true. Last one I had was uh, 2014 when I decided to marry my wife. Yes, there yes. Speaking well, notice, that was good. See, notice that was how good. he dovetailed the topic yes. uh, with, well with his in, insight. Very Absolutely. good, nicely done. Alex. So, uh, so at least I understand you do coaching. I do. So yes. now, Tony, do, is this a co? coaching thing that you all do do you do this as a couple or is this just elisa this is just elisa and this is something that we had to learn over the years as we were working with couples and one of the things that i think we realized is that when there are too many cooks in the kitchen there's too much going on sure. and there's 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 just too much activity elisa has such a beautiful voice prophetic speaks right into into couples lives that I, I stepped out, and she just does amazing work. Oh, per- now, is this the same thing as, as counseling or therapy, or what? Uh, it's actually different. I'm not, different. A, I'm not a licensed therapist or counselor. Okay. Uh, I do have a coaching certification, but really, you know, my focus when I'm working with couples is to take them from where they are to where they want to be. And I do that with just mm-hmm. a very action-oriented approach. I know that the Holy Spirit shows up in session after session mm-hmm. after session. There are things that come out of my mouth, Alex, that... It could only be the Holy Spirit right. because I watch people's reactions and I'm like, well, I've never said that before. So clearly that was just for you. Yeah. And and it's just it's so amazing to see God speak into someone's marriage at the exact right mm. point that they needed yes. to create the breakthrough. I just get the privilege of being the conduit, the tool. Yeah. And I just I, I absolutely love that. I mean, the two of you are not you're you're not ordained, but I definitely see the pastoral and the prophetic resting mm-hmm. resting upon you. Pastoral you. prophetic through your voice saying what needs to be said at the right time. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you're like, I don't even know why, why I'm saying this now, but it it hits that couple where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And then with your ministry, one extra marriage, it's it's very pastoral in nature in a sense of like a shepherd protecting his flock. If a wolf comes in, you're going out there to deal with the wolf or deal with the bear. Sometimes with your bare hands, mm-hmm. if you have to. Absolutely. Now, yeah, I was just to say, a hundred percent because we. We hear attacks, you know, and how people are being attacked on a daily basis, whether it's in emails or direct messages or however people reach out to us. And, and we know, we, we joke that it's our rule of threes, that if we hear from three different people mm-hmm. that a problem is happening right. in their marriage, we're like, we're going to do a seriously. show on it. Absolutely. We're going to create mm-hmm. a resource for it. We're going to go after it because we know our audience around the world, if somebody's dealing with it, it's more than one person dealing with yes. it. We've got to, like you said, exactly. be that shepherd and say, we're going to protect you and we're going to strengthen you in this season. Perfect. Now, as far as when people sit down with a coaching session with you, do you talk about was this relationship goals? And what would somebody like my goal is to be? I mean, is there anything else besides I want to be closer to my spouse or? Oh, I I hear it all. You know, really, there's always some type of situation that prompts somebody to make the decision. We actually need coaching now. Okay. Right. Typically, there's a crisis situation. um, And they know that what they've been doing hasn't been working, and so they've got to do something else. Sure. And they're frustrated that they haven't been able to figure it out themselves, and, yeah. and that's that's a hard thing for yeah. a couple to realize. It seems to me that when you're – take an MMA fight, for instance. You're watching a fight. 
you see that they're they're doing their thing and it's if if this guy could just if he could just get his arm mm-hmm. or his leg and just that but he doesn't he doesn't see that cuz right there it's one of those where clearly everybody could see it the commentators could see it so that it's it seems to be that's what you do you're uh, like not just being an armchair quarterback but you're commenting on what's here's here's the play by play I'm not obviously it's not video right. but from what you are telling me here's what I'm seeing and just make these small adjustments and then yeah it'd be good and a lot of times I'm glad you said the small adjustments because for a lot of folks that's really what it is absolutely right we you know in the book that um, we just released six pillars of intimacy one of the things we talk about in every chapter is baby steps yeah and the reason for that is that you know we don't when somebody when a baby's learning how to walk Right. They don't just, you know, they aren't just born and then they're walking. They're all of the little steps they have to do. Sometimes to get they there. sometimes they're like crawling backwards. Exactly. The backwards. whole commando crawling, like. falling over and doing all these things. <laughs> but if we can think of t- in terms of making those small adjustments instead of trying to like win the prize. Sure. We can create so much more in terms of transformation and change. Mm-hmm. And, and we can yeah. be so effective doing con- small things consistently. Another sports analogy. It seems that you don't, when you're in baseball, you don't need to hit a home run every time. You just need to get on base. Mm-hmm. If everybody gets on base, you're just going to keep scoring points. and you're gonna Absolutely. Win. That's a great analogy. Now, so you do coaching with married couples. Do you do any premarital coaching? I have done premarital from time to time. Okay. Uh, there are a lot of great premarital programs. And so sure. I... Because of the show, we actually have a lot of dating and engaged couples that will listen to the podcast and kind of get all that premarital instruction sure. ahead of time. But we have always really been kind of after the I do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Kaz, you look like you had something you're going to. Well, I'm, I'm just, I have, every year I've been married for a since few. 77. <laughs> but every year you discover something. 44 years. Mm-hmm. See, he's a mathematician too. <laughs> It's good because I couldn't do that one in my head. <laughs> one of the things you learn as a, as as a spouse is, you know, God just like God, He reveals Himself mm-hmm. in bits and pieces, and you have to relish each each revelation. Mm-hmm. And one of the joys in a marriage is you you realize some nuggets about your spouse that you never realized before. I'm beginning to see some real heartfelt things about my spouse. Mm-hmm. I know her pretty well. It's yeah. been a few years, you know, and she knows me, but. Holy Spirit, you talk about Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit can quicken certain things, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, a different aspect is made uh, available, and and you, your life can soar, mm-hmm. or it can be s o r e soar as well. Mm-hmm. Your choice, absolutely. And you know, I love you talk how you talk about just the revelation of you know here you've been married forty four years, and you get this fresh revelation about who your bride is, and being in that place of saying, you know what, we are always growing and changing. Tony, I've been married 25 years. Who he was when I met him 27 years ago to who he is today, not the same guy. And we and have... she's different, too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. Uh, it's so true. But, but being in this place of saying, I need to be growing with you. We need to be growing. And if something comes up, we actually need to take action on that. Fantastic. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Were you going to say something else, Tony? No. I'm good. Okay. I, 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 and that's I, why I do the coaching. And that's why she does the coaching. Exactly. <laughs> nope, I'm good. Oh, <laughs> back back to me now. We got three minutes. So let's see. We talked about the coaching, what that means. You do, you you have, but you typically don't do premarital stuff because mm-hmm. they get, all, get that from all your podcasts. There was actually one other topic I was going to discuss, but I'm not sure if we can cram it all in. And th- we've probably got, what, two and a half minutes now? Yeah, two minutes and uh, 23 seconds. Two minutes, 23 seconds. I made that up. But... So, oh, okay. 23, <laughs> now 20 seconds. 
So maybe we could start on this, pick this back up after the, uh, after the break. So we're coming up on seven years of being marriage. Um, my wife and I are, we tend, we talk about things before they boil over. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say that we've never, man, this will be a tease. Here we go. I can <laughs> honestly say we've never had, we've had disagreements, but we've never had any knockdown, drag out arguments or fights or anything like that. And then it was one of those that just dawned on me. We're coming up on seven years. Like, there's something about this seven-year itch. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is this? We're talking about numbers. Was this, uh, marriages tend to fall apart a lot of times between that five and seven-year part oh or mark. It's like, what, seven is the number of completion, like I'm done being married mm. or something yeah. like that. But, yeah, so that's a that's a tease. We well, can talk I, about I that. I love that. I love that. So uh, Alex Bush, my producer and co-host for the show. He set the tease for what's going on in the next segment and beyond the, the whole, you know, it's the topic, you know, there, how, how do you, how, what was the phraseology that you use in that? As far as the, the topic you, you talked about, um, the, you help me. You're supposed <laughs> the, to, the topic. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> We're talking about the seven-year itch? Yeah, the seven-year itch. I, thank you very You're much. Welcome. I'm yes. just going to jump in for Alex. I, I couldn't remember when I started <laughs> Yeah, it's not the, mov- not the movie with Marilyn Monroe and Clark Gable. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, there is a, an issue that happens uh, cyclically or periodically in the life of the husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And if you know it, then you can beware of it and you can circumvent it in many ways. Can we talk about that? And Alex, I know you do so well doing that. You, can we do that? Absolutely, and, yes. And uh, Lisa... And Tony D. Lorenzo, it's going to be fun. Are you ready to let her rip potato chip? We are. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Alex, uh, you're going to join us. And uh, my listening friend, Absolutely. I hope you're enthused by this as a, to- a topic you need to pay close attention to. We'll be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor. On K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends. A very compelling topic. Uh, many of you uh, are married, and you need to hear components of this because it's going to improve and empower your marriage like never before. And those of you who are thinking about marriage, it'll do two things. One of two things, it'll say, you know, I'm not ready for this, and I may have to hold back for another 30 or 40 years, or I'm teasing around. Or you'll say, you know what, this is the time of my life that I really need to to do this, and maybe you're a newlywed, and you go, oh, I've been faced with a few things I'm not really sure how to deal with, which is setting us up for this topic of this uh, of this segment. Uh, Alex, you, I don't know whether you have an ulterior motive in you mentioning this in the last segment. You <laughs> Asking for a friend. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, no. So you, the topic you, you brought to the surface uh, on the close of the last segment was uh, what to do about that seven-year seven itch. Yeah, seven year itch. I'm going to hand the baton to you, and you can uh, reintroduce mm-hmm. Tony and uh, Alisa Lorenzo and their heart cry for one extraordinary marriage. Absolutely. Seven-year itch, not just the movie with Meryl Monroe and Clark Gable, but it's something that I thought about just because my wife and I are coming up on our seven-year anniversary, mm-hmm. and has, there, may, maybe it's because we were 34 when we got married. I don't know, but the okay. trend that I've noticed is a lot of people, when they were— in their early mid twenties and they get married. Some reason the five to seven year mark to get the seven year itch and it just the the marriage just falls apart for whatever stupid reason. The mm-hmm. the common thread that I've seen, maybe you have some more insight to this, it, communication and insecurity is on somebody's parts and or projecting. Does does that make sense? Well, communication is at the heart, I think, of every marriage sure. that um, falls apart. 
right? In some way, shape, or form, the communication stops happening. But, you know, interestingly enough, when you start to look at the seven-year itch, statistically speaking, um, most couples will wait six years Mm. to get help if Mm. there are challenges in the marriage. Okay. So if you figure the first year, all great, lovey-dovey, we got married, we love each other, we're still trying to figure out which way the toilet paper goes or how to sleep in the same bed. (laughs) I mean, those are like real challenges. And by the way, it, it goes under. Oh, wait, er. See, and this is why. Well, you're not married <laughs> to my wife. It goes over in my, in my household. And in our household, it goes under, but that's only because Tony likes it under. I could care do you have, less. Do you, do, you have, do you have cats? Is that... No. Is that... Okay. Because... 25 years it's got to go he just likes it oh okay i literally <laughs> put a roll of toilet paper on the you know toilet roll today and i was like this is actually a way i say i love you this is one of the ways i tell tony i love him i put the toilet paper Ooh, on the way he no. likes it i love it yeah. thank you so so the first year though is the newlywed year sure right for most couples that's that hey we're still trying to figure out how to even sleep in the same bed together we're still trying to figure out this our, our communication styles what we're doing our sex life all of that stuff and then things start to fall apart cracks cracks begin to show up in pillars uh, of intimacy that they don't know yet and then they wait six years Mm -hmm. and so all of a sudden we get to that seven-year itch right well couples have been dealing with stuff for six years yeah and so at that point in time well, I was going to say, you also see, generally in the first five to seven years, you see couples' careers are changing, mm. and generally they introduce children. Mm. And so you have cracks in the pillars, plus job changes and kids, and you have wow. a whole lot of stress and a whole little bit, or you know, a whole less communication. Let me ask you a question about the seven-year itch. Who is more itchy? Is it the guy, typically, or is it the gal? Oh, any insights on that? For, for our listening friends so they can go. Kaz is asking for, for a friend. Yeah, yeah, I'm asking that, for a friend. You know, it's really interesting because of what I see in coaching. I don't think it's it, it's not gender specific anymore. Okay. I, I think maybe in the past, you know, they would pinpoint it. Oh, well, it's, you know, it's guys looking to have a midlife affair or, you know, whatever. But I, men and women are both frustrated. Right. Because, you know, Hollywood has led us to believe that, you know, marriage is going to be, you know, we have the great cake and she looks beautiful and he's handsome and then. You know, we should like be able to sail into the sunset in fifty years and still right. be happily ever after. It seems that the we as as a whole, or I'll say they, they like weddings, but not necessarily marriages. Well, there's a mm. whole lot more effort yes. that goes into planning a wedding than in living a marriage. Absolutely, yeah. So it's like the yeah. So what all comes of that? All right. Um, if we may, was there any anything else you want to say about that? I would I would just encourage you know those that are listening. If you're in a place where you've just got the sense that we're off, we're disconnected, we're not we're not having the communication. Don't wait. Don't right. don't be a statistic and wait six or seven years to get help. You know, use this segment to be the launching off point to say, you know what, we actually need to do something now. So let's. See. Right. I'm going to go Kathy Newman here. So what you're saying is a prevention is better than a cure. Well, and it's a whole lot less expensive and painful. Absolutely, yes. So, okay. So, shifting time. Did you want to add something else? Okay. I love it. Fantastic. All right. So, (laughs) kindergarten cop come out in the 80s or 90s. There was that line, boys have penises and girls have vaginas. Thanks for the tip. Which now, (laughs) somebody says that and I hear Greta Thunberg, how dare you? It just Mm -hmm. seems to be so triggering. Mm -hmm. And it seems that the proverbial they are... They're coming after your kids with what's being taught in schools. So is what would you say? And I've, my son's three years old. We're going to be having that talk soon. I don't want him to be finding out about the birds and the bees or the birds that self-identify as bees, the bees that are non, 
winged specific or non-winged binary. I don't know. Uh, too many too many letters and things to keep up with. What age would you say is appropriate to talk to your kids about sex and and how would you go about doing that? Well, what we've done in our own family and what we have encouraged those in our audience, we call them the one family to do is, you know, from from the beginning start using, you know, the anatomical names for body parts. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's really healthy for boys and girls to learn all of their body parts and what they're called. And, and just as a side note, it's actually really good because if anything should happen to them, like right. if they're touched inappropriately, Ugh. then they can actually identify that. I mean, that's a totally different topic, sure. but, it, but that's just a safety so that they know, they know what it is that they're talking right. about. Right. And they don't have to say, you know, Mr. Happy and people are like, well, it's Mr. Happy. Right. But getting into this place of saying, you know, you're talking to your kids from the get go, mm. answer their questions. Right. And when they ask a question, like, I, you know, our daughter, I remember when she was second gosh, grade, second grade, she comes yeah. home, we're sitting around the table at dinner and she says, I know what sex is. And now at second point, grade, second grade, second and, and grade. now at this point as a parent, typically you're starting to freak out. Sure. You're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And so what I would say, having raised two kids, calm down yeah. because don't, don't overthink this. The, the best thing is. The question you want to ask is, what does that mean? So right. find, like, ask them what that means to them. Let, let them tell you. The Socratic method. In, mm-hmm. Instead of okay. you telling them. Because you, you need to gauge what they're saying and where they're at. Because then you can, you can talk about sex to them at an age-appropriate place of where they're at. Sure. Yeah. And, and you'll be surprised first. I mean, and you can also ask, where did you learn that? Right. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I asked our daughter, I said, well, really? Okay. So what did you learn today? And she said, well, sex is when a man and a woman get under the covers and they're kissing. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, "Okay, well, technically, yeah. Yeah. I said, well, honey, you have it almost, you have it almost a hundred percent right. I said, it's actually when a husband and wife get under the covers. And so at that point in time, that was all she needed. She was seven. That was all she needed to know. And, but we've had conversations you know, whether something comes up and, you know, something flashes on a television show or they hear something at school. And I will tell you, if you have kids in public schools, that they will they will hear things on the playground. They will hear things in their classrooms. You have to be prepared. Do not, do not, do not put your head in the sand as a parent when it comes to the topic Just of sex. engage in it head on. Yeah, and don't make it a birds and bees conversation. Sure. It, it, this isn't a one and done. My dad, when he talked to me and he... He gave me the birds and bees. You had talk. the talk. The talk. Yes. It was the talk one it, time. It, it was. It wasn't really even a talk, Kaz. It was just sort of like he comes up to me. He says, "Hey, Tone." I said, "Hey, Dad, what's up?" He goes, "Basically, don't get a girl pregnant." And I said, "Well, what does that mean?" He said, "Don't get a girl <laughs> pregnant." And he walked out of the room, and that's about all I got. And what I learned raising my son was have these conversations at different times. You don't need to do everything all at sure. once. Have them at different times, different moments. Hey, you're out to, you're eating and you're learning something and you say something and it may only last two minutes, three minutes. Sure. And yet you have such an ability to speak right into their life where they're at right then. And creating an environment where it's okay to have those conversations Mm -hmm. to to where it's okay to ask questions and it's not going to be weird. Mm -hmm. And going back to analogies, the analogy that I'm, that I'm thinking of, it comes to my head right now is. If you're at a park and there's a bunch of ducks there and you're feeding them pieces of bread, give them a piece of bread at a time. But if you take the entire loaf of bread and throw it at them, they're going to be like, ah, <laughs> fly away. They want the whole <laughs> loaf of bread, just not like that. That's a great exactly. analogy. That's a great <laughs> analogy. And so 
going to Kathy and went, what you're saying? It? So there's no one size fits all. It's kids will hear about it at different ages. Just mm-hmm. meet, meet that moment. Not if, but whenever that happens. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and, and know your kids. Yeah. Create a safe environment for them. Absolutely. Oh, so good. You know, we've got about a minute left. Mr. Co-producer, Mr. Co-host, uh, how would you like to tease what's tease happening for the last segment? Give us the tease there. Yeah. So we're in the studio with some Amazon best-selling authors, and we're going to be talking about their book, Six Pillars of Intimacy, coming up after this. Yes, yes. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on KPraise. Now back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise with Kaz Taylor. Well, thank you very much, my listening friend. This has been an enticing and, as I say, engaging topic. We're talking about having one extraordinary marriage, and actually that is the, <clears throat> that is the name of the ministry behind our guests, uh, Tony and Alisa Lorenzo, and my co-host and a producer of the show, Alex Bush. Hey, you're doing a really good job, Alex. Oh, I thank you so much. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and so you're he's going to probably come to me with some other ideas. He, he's very prolific in those, and they're always good topics. So uh, where are we, in, uh, Mr. Where uh, are we? We're in the presence co-host. of greatness is where we are. Yes. Tony, so, Tony and Lisa DeLorenzo, that's, a, that's what's up. So they just come out with their book, Six Pillars of Intimacy, and it is now Amazon bestseller. Is that, yeah, is is. that correct? Yeah, now, is that uh, how does how does the bestseller list work? Is that just is that just how many people buy your books or? How? Yeah, that's Amazon. No, okay. it, it, it's it, like, it, it does have to do with how many books that you do sell. Um, and after that, I am not too sure. Oh, okay, the, the little gremlins behind the interweb yeah. and everything. Exactly. Well, I could certainly see why because uh, I'm about halfway through this right now. It's fantastic. So, what was the, what sparked the creation of Six Pillars of Intimacy? What we've learned over the last 12 years of not just like studying our own marriage, but couples all around the world is sure. that, you know, there are these in- different intimacies. Intimacy is more than just sex. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that was really at the heart of this book of getting around this word that has meant sex for so many people and to say, wait, intimacy itself means closeness and connection. Mm-hmm. And, but if you look at our marriages, we can't be having sex 24 seven. Right. There are so many different facets to marriage and let's take a look at those and figure out how to actually equip couples to literally raise these pillars, to strengthen, to have beauty and to have these pillars carry weight in their marriage. Beautiful. Going back to numerology, six being the number of man is also a a hexagon being a six sided (laughs) shape. And you've got, I just, I see a honeycomb Mm. comes to my mind. It's sweet. It's beautiful. So what are the six pillars of intimacy? Ooh, good question. I was wondering if we could ask that question. Nicely done, Alex. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> the, the first one is emotional intimacy. Okay. And, and that is your verbal, nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. The second one is your physical intimacy. And we very purposely break out physical intimacy and sexual intimacy. Right. So physical intimacy is going to be all of your non-sexual touch. It's the okay. hand-holding, the kissing, the massages, that type of thing. Yeah. yeah. The third one is your financial intimacy. This is everything to do with money and beyond from, you know, saving just for maybe a car to retirement to kids funding to trust funds, everything else. Mm-hmm. 
after financial intimacy, the pillar is spiritual intimacy. Mm-hmm. And this is everything related to, to your faith. Yeah. To, you know, how the two of you express that together and go deeper in your faith together. Fifth one is recreational intimacy, and that is your dates and activities. What are the fun things? What are the things that bring you guys joy that you go and do? And finally, number six is sexual intimacy. It's the one that a lot of people think of when they first hear the word intimacy, but it, it's much more than just sexual intercourse. It's all of the ways the two of you are sexually intimate. Absolutely. Yeah. From uh, the, the bits that I've been reading so far, it's, Financial intimacy, that's one that I'd ever, I mean, I understand financial security, but mm-hmm. that's that's one that just sort of blew my mind. Like, I didn't even realize that that was a thing. And that's- my wife is going to say, did you hear what they're talking about, the financial? I'm not very good at things like that. So she, I, I have her carry a lot of that that weight. And she goes, well, I don't know, maybe you should be doing that. And I'm going, you have different, we all have different strengths, honey, but she's going to, when I come home, honey, you need to know that they gave me a book. <laughs> they gave me a book. So we're going to go through that. <laughs> go ahead, Alex. It's, it's the guide. It's so where can people act, where can people find this book? Oh, find it on Amazon.com. Just type in Six Pillars of Intimacy, and it'll just pop right on up for there uh, for you. Uh, that's the best place right now to go grab it. Fantastic. Six Pillars of Intimacy. And then, so the number six, was there, was there, what was the revelation behind the number six? Actually, you know, for us, it was more looking at what are these different dimensions of a marriage. And so there wasn't anything specific about the number of six, except that when we laid out these different intimacies, there were six. Yeah, if you had 20 or 30, there goes your book. Well, exactly. I mean, then it would have been in the 5,000, you know, <laughs> yeah. pillars of intimacy. But it was no really, thanks. it really came down to looking at, if we look at a marriage holistically, what are the different areas? And what had we heard over, like I said, the last 12 years where we just kept hearing couples were running into challenges sure. and they all seem to fall into one of these six areas. Okay. And so being able to build, literally build up the strength in each one of those pillars shifts. I mean, we've been hearing it for years now, shifts everything for a couple. Wow. Now, do you find that when you're, when you're dealing with these six pillars, are there seasons where there's, where the financial intimacy is something that really needs to be worked on and then the emotional intimacy and does that question even make sense? No, no, it absolutely yeah. makes sense. The, the greatest thing about the six pillars of intimacy, we now have a framework for marriage. And what we've seen over the years is so many people will come up to us and they'll go, well, they'll just almost like verbal vomit of what's happening in their marriage. And, and they're grasping for something of like, well, it's this and it's that and it's this. And so they may be in a season right. where their financial intimacy pillar has cracks in it. Mm-hmm. They may be able to have, great sex. They may be able to have amazing physical intimacy and yet they don't know how to share that. So now it gives them an ability to just go, man, our financial intimacy, there, there's, there's issues there. Right. And so at different seasons though, and Elisa and I have seen this in 25 years of marriage that there are times when one of them is rock solid. I mean, it is strong and another one may have cracks in it. So we, we need to look at that one and, and that ebbs and flows because we're constantly growing. Yeah. And and that's part of marriage. And I think that's one of our desires for folks to know and couples to understand is you're growing and, and, and doing the work on your marriage doesn't mean that there's a problem in your marriage. It means that there's growth happening. Things right. are changing. You're, you're always having to address things from, hey, even when kids are born to when they leave the home. Yeah. Those, those are there. And there's so much in between. So now you're looking at those pillars and you're going, all right, well. Right now, our financial pillar isn't doing well. What are we going to do to strengthen it? Sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, and then I guess on top of the, the seasons, do you find, now you mentioned earlier about if I'm, if I'm hearing a question or an issue from three different people, okay, this is something we need to address right now. Do you find that there are certain pillars where you'll, you'll, you'll hear from several people about one specific issue, whether it's spiritual, whether it's, we've heard from three, like we've heard from three people about the financial intimacy and that they need to work on that. So we need to do a podcast on that. That'll, that'll happen a lot. Um, it's amazing how I think God works that for us to be that voice to married couples, um, whether it's something in the financial intimacy or sexual intimacy or recreational intimacy. And so we really just follow that prompting in terms of when it comes time to release a new show, what, what are we hearing? Yeah. Because I I believe it's not just coming from folks, but also coming from the Holy spirit saying we need to speak into this. Yes. Hitting it head on. Sorry, Kaz? Oh, no, I was just, you, you know, when you're talking about the intimacy, uh, the sex is one component, but also there's the other physical intimacy as well. It just stirred a scripture in my mind about, uh, about in the book of Hebrews, and you don't hear this preached and taught very often, but in Hebrews 4, uh, it's actually Hebrews 13, verse 4, it says, and the marriage is honorable in all. That's a pretty major scripture right there. Yeah. Everything is honorable in marriage, whereas out of marriage, it ain't. Correct. Absolutely. But the, then it continues, and I thought this is very interesting. It says, so that marriage is honorable in all and the bed is undefiled, mm. uh, but whoremongers and um, adulterers, uh, God will judge. M- my listening friend, the, the most intimate thing that God can do uh, on your behalf is to teach you about marriage because there's the marriage supper of the Lamb coming up soon to a world near you. And we, we're, we're, you know, we're learning our lessons now so that we can have a level of intimacy with the Lord like n- never before. Alex, I didn't want to take away your time. You've got a, about two minutes and oh, no, it's 20 okay. seconds. I, just, something, <laughs> something came to my mind. John Bevere came to our church uh, several years ago. I, I believe it was John Bevere talked about this. There's the, there's the verse that people tend to lord, that husbands tend to lord over their wives. Oh, yes. Like, you need to, wives need to submit to their husbands. Like, yes, as Christ submitted you know, as as the church and Christ, the marriage supper of the Lamb, that that modeling, the blah, 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 kind of getting my words jumbled up right now. But what he pointed out was Jesus washed the feet of his disciples, mm-hmm. which to us, because we're here in the States and we're fairly hygienic, it doesn't seem like a big deal. But at the time, that was, he was, that was the lowest of lows as far as, as far as servanthood goes, because everybody had sandals and their feet were pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well wash your wife's feet then if, mm-hmm. if that's, if that's the case. So it's just beautiful. Love, love what you guys are doing. Yeah. You're really making a dent. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Making Thank a dent. You. You're uh plundering hell and populating heaven. That's what's Lord. happening right now. So Amen. gave you the plug earlier. I, I wanted to do that earlier in case I forgot. So, uh, so one more time, where can people find your book? Yeah. Go to, Right now, actually, can I can I share? If you want sure. to learn anything about us and what we do, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Oneextraordinarymarriage.com. That's it. You'll find everything there. And if you want to pick up our book, it was just released. So you can go over to amazon.com and just put in Six Pillars of Intimacy and it'll show up. Oneextraordinarymarriage.com, Six Pillars of Intimacy. And then the name of your podcast is? One Extraordinary also Marriage. Extra- okay, so we're not having to do too much <laughs> thinking about this. Not no, at it's all. It's perfect. Tony and Alisa. De Lorenzo, remarkable, absolutely remarkable. Thank you. Uh, I think I've got newfound friends here. Thank you, Alex. Yes. And my You're listening welcome. friend, you might find that these are newfound friends for you as well because they have some insights. 
that they, you know, they have the scars to show it. I mean, they've learned some mm-hmm. things, and you might as well benefit from their experience and their scars. Or it may may like, like you know make life a little easier for you, Alex. Thank you for co-hosting with me for this hour. Remarkable job. Thanks for putting up with me. Oh, it's a pleasure, <laughs> Alisa uh, and Tony. Thank you. You guys are just watching you dovetail things together is remarkable. Beautiful. And so my thank listening you. friend, I hope you're inspired as well. Uh, make your good marriage greater and make your greater marriage the greatest because God is using this as a training ground for that intimate relationship that's in store for you very soon. My listening friend, thank you for joining us on Come Together San Diego. More great stuff next week. Can we all four of us say goodbye and God bless at the same time? Stand by and goodbye Goodbye and God God bless. bless. See you later. Thanks for joining Kaz Tater and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.